Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies with your girl Daisy. And joining us today is not only a special guest, but also a dear friend of mine, Vanessa. She's here. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to me and all of us, all my listeners. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. I'm very flattered. No, even when I started this whole podcast, I wanted to make sure that I had good, solid people to talk life because... I feel like we need to surround ourselves with good-natured people that are going to encourage and inspire us. And that's the whole platform for this podcast. And it's always on a basis of, like, kindness from our heart. And, and, you know, I just want to be able to reach that out to others. All right. So, Vanessa, give us a little bit of your background. We actually met what Peter and I were, like, talking about this because Peter's she was my first episode, y'all. <laughs> you remember? So she actually, we've known each other like six years? No, girl. Seven? Good girl. We've known each other for about eight years. <laughs> about eight years. I think we met in 2012. Was it? Mm-hmm. We met at the gym. Oh, that's we right. Getting our, getting our, our See, we were trying to figure on. out. We were getting our workout on. Oh, see, Peter, we were wrong. It is not six <laughs> years. It is eight. 2012. I think I met Peter in 2013. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out, like, because I know we just met her kind of randomly, mm-hmm. but we were. I talked to everybody on the last episode about how we went on a ski trip, and we was just like, oh, remember wow. that? I remember that ski trip. That was, oh, man, y'all are going to think that I'm weird, but I know these dates. That was January 2014. <laughs> we were in Utah. Uh and we skied for the first, well, I skied for the first time. And by I say, like when I say ski, I mean, I was on my butt for <laughs> the better <laughs> half of the time. I think we all were because yeah. we were like, pizza, pizza, fries. <laughs> yeah. But that was our first time. Like, it was literally like two weeks. She's like, hey, I'm going to Sundance. Y'all want to come? I have a big room. And we're yes. like, yeah, we're go- down. And it was my sister, Maria, Vanessa, and then our other friend, Laura. Mm-hmm. And then we all just like stayed there, had fun. And it was literally like a world. There was win. like a big weather issue. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Like, we were supposed to stay two nights. And I think we ended up, when it, we ended oh, we up had going to come for in like late. 24 hours, period. But we did a lot in those 24 we hours made in full- Utah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, that means you need to take life by the horns heck and yes, just do yes. it. 24 you, hours is 24 hours. What are you going to do with it? And look now, like we're all here. We're good friends. And I think the great thing about our friendship is like we don't see each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like when we do see each other, it's like we didn't skip a day. Not one day. And, and we're we, very supportive of each 100%, other. 100% very supportive. And I think that we can be very honest with each other. Um, I agree. I agree. That's a keystone to our friendship. That is very true. I agree. So after that, then we worked out. We all met at this one gym, and that's how we all became friends. And then mm-hmm. from that, we kind of left and d- have done our own thing. Peta had moved. Y'all heard her story about she was L.A., New York. And then now we're all back in Houston. Vanessa has a quite interesting background. She's, <laughs> oh she's done boy. it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am a born and raised Houstonian. Whoop, whoop. Houston, Texas. Till I die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so Houston. That's what I tell people and people laugh, but I am. I went to U of H, graduated in 2009, so like uh, 100 years ago. And then I actually was a Texans cheerleader, 2010 to 2013. And I've just, I mean, Houston is home. Like that's where you my family is. My, yeah, my family is here. My friends mm-hmm. are here. You know, sometimes I think about potentially moving like somewhere else, like California or I don't know, some random place on the map for a little bit. But then I'm like, but I would, I feel like I'd miss home a little 
too much you know I'm, I'm just so close with my family and friends and that's why I love traveling oh, because yeah? um, you know you get a taste of, of the world but then you still got your bed back when you come back home that is true you know that we also share the love of traveling although with quarantine we haven't done much of that I mean you travel to Walmart or you know Target it's perspective <laughs> it's, it's about perspective, perspective you, know? you know just walk to Walmart yeah. Target you go but it's what even to go into the hill country just go to austin make a day of it Mm -hmm. we're all good Mm -hmm. so then after so you were a cheerleader then you also had you were in corporate you worked in corporate i worked in oil and man i work i've done like everything see she's got a really interesting background uh, i used to work for a the snoring center where we would help people who had sleep apnea or snoring issues so I can answer questions about that. I have made custom suits and tuxedos for guys, so I know how to take measurements and all that stuff. Oh, that's right. I (laughs) I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, I've worked in you know, the oil and gas industry for four years. I started as like the receptionist and, you know, kind of executive assistant. And then I moved up into operations uh, for two years. I just am a very inquisitive person and I can't stay in one place too, Mm -hmm. too long. And I, if once the challenge is gone, I feel like I need, I, I can't be complacent. Never, ever, yeah. ever. I can't, I can't be complacent. And I mean that like overall, don't get me wrong. Like I will be complacent a few days here and there I don't want to talk to anybody I just want to put on my Netflix and like wear my robe don't talk to me let me (laughs) but like overall like life-wise like I cannot just stay in one place and so sometimes that's a good thing sometimes people may not think it's a good thing but that's just how I am and that's how God made me so (laughs) you're like um but yeah and then I so I worked I moved up to I was an engineering technician for completions engineering and what was cool was that the company it was a small company but they they just really liked me and I I mean I loved them and they taught me everything I needed to know in order to be successful in that in that job and simultaneously you know on the side fitness ever since you know meeting you at at, at the gym because I didn't start working out until I was like 26 years old (laughs) like I remember having to google how do you do a squat (laughs) girl we all been there (laughs) how do you how do you do a push press yeah like I'd have I had no idea like not a clue and so you know I got into fitness at about when I was 26, just was really passionate about fitness and health, you know, diet, exercise, all that good stuff. Never did like competitions or anything like that. But I just like I gained so much energy from looking forward to, a, to workout. The, a workout. Like I just feel like it was just such, such an escape. And it was a time in my life where I felt like I had little to no control over what was happening mm-hmm. around me, which you know raises a question do you ever have control but maybe we can go back to that. <laughs> but yeah. but I felt like with with fitness, like and and with nutrition, that Mm -hmm. was something I could absolutely control. I could control how many reps I was going to do in a particular set. I could control what I was eating. You know what I mean? And and so, and it it was a time in my life where I felt that everything else in my life was so all over the place. place. This like fitness really kind of honed in of something that I felt brought me some peace, you know, and some control in my life. And anyways, so uh, while I was working at the oil and gas company, I started training people and actually charging people to Mm -hmm. to work out, you know, and and because people would ask me like, hey, you know, do you do guys will put her picture on the Insta (laughs) and link her stuff because she's phenomenal. (laughs) She actually I actually have gotten workouts. You you she was Daisy was one one of my first clients. I was like, girl, give me, and I paid yes. her, and she give me work, and they actually, yes. I still have them, and I still do them to this day. Yes, and that was like three years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah, because yep, yep. it was when I, fi- I was starting to get into, like, even when we first met at that first gym, like, I was getting into my fitness, but I wanted to be stronger and have more endurance. I'm the same way. That is my escape, because 
Yes. At work, it's stressful, and that's my one place where I de-stress and just yes. like in myself, put on my earbuds, go to work. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, that's actually that's correct, guys. She was my <laughs> one of my very first clients, Daisy. So, that's so true. I still got your work. I was yes. looking at those like, oh my god. And so, so yeah, that's what I started to do on the side, and then I started teaching group fitness classes at this place in the Heights, Sweat One Thousand. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I soon earned my personal training certification, which just took me forever to do, but I. I did it but she did, I did it and so yeah I was working um I think my fourth going into my fourth year at the oil and gas company and I was just driving myself to the ground I mean I was training people before work I remember at you five, were busy 6 a.m. I, was, I was training people during lunchtime because I was working down she was hustling y'all she had the grind Lynn I was she had the grind work and then I still had the eight to five and I'm trying to keep a social life it was it just was hard it was a lot and so uh, around February of last year, 2019, I was driving on my way to work at like 5 a.m. and uh, so, to train somebody. And I was like, I just, Vanessa, you can't keep doing this. Like You're you, burning it. Uh, you're going to burn yourself out. You are not giving anything 100%. Yeah. And I can't get, I can't feel good about who I am or what I'm doing if I'm not giving a hundred percent, if I'm truly passionate about it, you know what I mean? And if something has my name on it, you know what I mean? Whether that's job where I sign off on something and that's, you know, it's got my name on it or yeah. like training people that's got my name attached to it. I need to know and I need to make sure that I am giving my best. It's and just at your that integrity. Point, like yeah. At that point I was like. Oh, nobody's getting my best, you know. You're like, oh, I'm giving you fifty. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, giving oh. you like fifty. You getting about seventy five, and <laughs> I'm giving myself like three <laughs> percent. So, um, yeah, but I, I decided to leave. Uh, steady pain, like, bonus pain, job. great job. I remember uh, great that benefits. Time. Yeah, uh, March of 2019, and go off on my own. I'm, I've been very blessed and very fortunate. I'm so I'm I'm so Houston. Remember, my dad has <laughs> owned a plumbing company here in Houston for well over. 25 years and in the building that he offices in he actually owns that building so I've been very fortunate to be he he's such a great man great great dad I know you've always talked mm-hmm. so highly like your parents my parents are, so, are phenomenal. they're sweethearts like they, I met her mom at my sister's wedding yes and I yes. loved her I was like oh my gosh they're just good people you know I like love they're that. and they're very kind-hearted and they're very 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 loving like they just love, love, love. Well, that's also a reflection on you. Yeah. Of what the, how they parent. Mm-hmm. And so my, my dad, you know, really helped me in this transition. You know, he turned, he helped me turn half of his office space into studio space for me. Oh, okay. And so over the last, I would say year, year and a half, I have just steadily been purchasing equipment, like upgrading different things in my studio. I, I do dance, cheer audition preparations for like Texans yeah, and, I've and seen Rockets your... and all that good stuff. And then I also do obviously personal and small group training for like one to two people. Um, so yeah, I've been on my own now for a year and like two, three months, three months now. There were definitely a couple days, a couple couple weeks like, oh that where gosh, I was like, what, what have what, I done? What'd you do, Vanessa? Why? It's Monday and you are still sitting in your robe because You're you like, have no clients yeah. and what do you do? But you know what? Everything worked out and it's continuing to work out and I'm so grateful to God. I, I have no qualms about my choice and there's absolutely no way that I could ever see myself returning to you know an eight to five sitting behind a desk looking at a spreadsheet and not that there's anything wrong with that by any means I just felt like for for me God had a plan. A, a plan for me and I and I really felt that he had in, inserted this passion inside of me to not necessarily just train people to but to be Change. like a yeah, yeah like a confidence builder and and it, it, you know and and to just uplift I even 
my slogan that I created back in 2017. I was uh, is come as you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I love it. I took a lipstick, which was the corniest thing I could do. And in my studio, in one of the mirrors, I wrote in the lipstick, come as you are. And it's still there. Like it's been there for like three years. Yeah. I so, love that because it resonates and it also speaks volume because it's like no matter what your background, no matter what exactly. you've gone through. And again, this this is what this podcast is about. It's like it's a place for people to feel free to speak who they are. Mm-hmm. And we're not here to judge you. It's mm-hmm. like we've all have our scars, but scars are meant to help propel you and help remind you of where you were but that's not who you are now absolutely so I love that absolutely that was really important uh to me I just wanted to make sure that you know because I had at at about that time I had been to a few different studios around Houston and to be honest the the ones that I went to they just I did not feel welcomed I felt like a little like you know just just didn't fit I just I felt like I just didn't belong or or there was no even like desire to make me feel welcome like it was just and I I, that resonated strongly with me and I thought when I have my own place or when I do my own thing I don't want anybody to feel that way ever feel that way and and so that's super 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 important to me that everyone feels seen and heard to the best of my ability that's awesome and we need more people like that yeah because I think especially right now with what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world we need more people like that because in this world it always comes down to just coming from a place of kindness because when you stop and change that mentality Especially when I see patients, it's always like it changes everything and it's just like you're kinder, you're a little more empathetic. Yes. You're able to really listen to them and just see who they are yes. and not judge them. Yes. And that's my biggest thing because I feel the same way. I've been to places where I felt like I just didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like going, I've been trying to find like a church home mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel like I fit in necessarily and I don't know I why that is. Totally like, get it. I don't Vanessa's gorgeous. It's like for her to feel that way, I don't get it. And she's so funny. Trust me. So like for someone not to like her, I don't understand. I need your name right now. No, um, and it's, you know, it's interesting, Daisy, that you say that even like with a church home, because I have felt that way as well. You know, I'm not going to say the name of it, but, you know, I I went to a church and I had heard, like, just seen so many things on on social media about this church and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And I was like, wow, that looks... It looks great. And this was at a time in my life a few years ago where I had this strong desire had come inside of me that I wanted to grow a relationship with God Mm -hmm. that I had never had a desire for before. And not to say that I didn't have faith or didn't believe in God, but it it was almost like something yearned inside of me. To, to know him. him. Yeah, to seek him that I had yeah. just never felt before. Anyway, so I remember going to this church and I was so excited because I had heard so many great things. Yeah. And I went once and it was it was fun. It was great. And then I remember going like a couple more times and I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt a disconnect. And it made me... Like sometimes like you wonder like, well, is it me? Maybe it's me that I'm reading, misinterpreting things. Yeah. Or I'm, you know, but I think, man, you know, I think that in life, you're going to have discomforts, right? And I do believe that, that we do have to trust the gut feeling that you get you know and and so true. you do do you have to dissect it sometimes yes because do you have to say okay where where is this coming from yeah but if it's still there and it's kind of nagging at you i think that you really have to take a step back and, and listen to it and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with like in this particular situation with that church or with you know with the people or anything like yeah. that it was just i felt i just felt a disconnect. it just didn't feel like home right for you. right right so because i've done that and i went to a church and i went for with it a while back and I was going there for a while and I got involved but then it got to a point where I just didn't and maybe it was me but something in me just one of my friends left the church so 
after that I just didn't mm-hmm. feel included in it and I felt like I was always trying and trying and then I just kind of left and honestly I haven't had a church home I go here and there I was mm-hmm. born I was raised Catholic same but <laughs> I'm more non-denominational I just believe in God and I'm a Christian and I still practice that but mm-hmm. to say that I belong to one church or another not really same. I'm still on the on the search I do listen to multiple ones on podcasts me too that's, that's my Sunday church me y'all. too girl me too me too but I was like don't judge me no. Becky's and Karen's do not come at me <laughs> no I'm the same I'm right there with you Daisy I I have a couple of sermons that I listen to usually Monday mornings you know after after the Sunday service and obviously with you know COVID-19 and everything we we literally can't go to a physical building right now yeah. and so you you know you make do with, you what, make you do with what you have and and who's you know who said that God is is contained to a church building he's not he's he's all over he's all over like, he's everywhere he's inside of us he's he's around us and he's he's wherever he's you are wherever you are so and, where you seek and him. you have to open again you have to open your heart and the ears of your heart to him and if you invite him in he's gonna come you know so that's the way I see it (laughs) that's so true and then I mean here you know we're not gonna just be you know one-sided where it's all about Christian it's whatever you believe whether it be the universe or you're more spiritual I don't judge but to me the universe and God are all related and Mm -hmm. they're the same it's just what you prefer um, and choose to believe but it's like it's just whenever you were taking that leap from corporate to just going off on your own Mm -hmm. I remember that you were just open to whatever could happen because I remember yes. having this discussion when we were all four together and she just was like you know what I'm just gonna be open to what happens and then you know all these doors started opening oh, for yes. you oh and yes that goes to say like sometimes when you just like sit back because we were having this discussion and we were talking about how when you just sit back and allow things to happen and because we try to control everything oh as yeah one. girl preach to the choir like I tried I'm a very like I have to control like the outcome I need to know what's mm-hmm. happening but I've had to over the last two years I've really had to like sit back and allow myself to be at peace meditate like really learn to listen and go with my gut intuition. One saying that I read when I was reading one of my books is that prayer is a way for you to speak to God, but meditation is a way for you to listen to what he's telling you or the universe, like I said, whatever you believe. And to me, I try to do that. Like I'll speak to him and then I try to listen to whatever he tries to tell me for, to give me an answer for whatever I'm seeking. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. It just goes back to all that. This concludes episode three of life is full of daisies. Join us next week as I continue my conversation with Vanessa and we find out what the meaning behind her logo is as well as dive into how we deal with the challenges life throws at us. As always, if there are any topics you're interested in discussing or know of someone with a great story, please let me know. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at lifeisfulladaisies where you can DM or email me. You can also just email me directly at hellodaisy at gmail.com. All the information will be linked on the episode info. Thank y'all once again and don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness. Bye!